Welcome to the Don't Die podcast, sponsored by Aloe Treatment Centers. They're out in Malibu. They're in Silver Lake. It's a treatment center I started with some friends. We want you to get the right treatment, the right program for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Stop buying, Mike. Stop, stop dying, Mike. Stop buying. Stop buying all that stuff, Stop, Chuck. stop buying dope. Stop dying. Stop. Buying. Well, we're going to have to start buying soon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, so, what does that mean? Well, Mike Mart's going to get what it means. Chuck asked what it means. Mike Mart is going to get a check in the mail in the next, I would say, let's say Friday. By next Friday, Mike Mart's going to get $1,200 from Donald J. Trump. And what are you going to do with that money, Mike? I don't know. You're going to spend it. Um, well, yeah, I'm going to have to spend it on staying alive, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but that's spending it. It's called a financial stimulation package. Are you getting one? No, I will not be getting one because I still haven't finished my 2018 taxes. Uh Uh-oh. Anybody who, it's all going by the taxes. So if you, you know, most people file their taxes in 2018, I'm in a, I'm in a, in a constant uh, dialogue with the Internal Revenue Service. (laughs) <laughs> what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> I want to. Well, I want to know what that means. That means that uh, we we are uh, discussing the percentages of which I owe. Uh, okay. We're in constant negotiations. Now is I've been, I've been in constant negotiations with the Internal Revenue Service since 1991, Chuck. Wow. That's a long time. So do you have your own special person that you talk to that's assigned to like Bob Forrest? For years, a guy was assigned to me, a guy. That's rad, dude. He used to call me all the time. No, it just starts when you just, once you owe money to the IRS, and I think it's important for sober people because I was scared of it and whatever. It's just money that you owe like any other creditor. And, but unlike, say a credit card creditor or a mortgage or a car payment, they can just double what you owe, like in a single letter. Do you understand? Like when Willie Nelson owed four, $4 million or whatever, it's not like he didn't pay $4 million in taxes. He owed probably, he started out probably owing like 560,000. And then by the time all the fines and penalties and, year rollovers and refilings and all that, then they just give you penalize. The penalties and interest are more than what you owe usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. During a time when people in Orange County walked away with $20 million, we, we at Aloe have just reinvested in Aloe and we, you know, we try to be fair with, with, you know, with employees and stuff like that. And so there hasn't been any profits from Aloe the whole time, which is something that got me into a tad bit of trouble because I was counting on it. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know how you're, how you're keeping head above water. I know that as owner, as a part owner, it's a totally different way of, of looking at things. I'm a, I'm a salaried employee and, and you know what Warren takes care of his people. I don't, you know, it would be hard to leave there. If I left there to go anywhere else to do the same thing I'm doing now, I wouldn't be doing as well. Well, the, pro- the problem, and I like talking about the industry because I know a lot of industry people listen to us. The problem is, A, state of California and the, and the, the responsibilities and obligations for residential treatment in California. 
Example being, nowhere else in the United States are you restricted, restricted to six beds. You know what I mean? You have to have, uh, basically for one six-bed facility, you have to have like 36 full-time employees. There's no way to make money. So that's why all these fraudsters got into it, because nobody, nobody, it's not worth doing, right? So people cut corners, like all that we've heard for years about treatment in California, they cut corners and they got sober people that don't know anything, never worked in a hospital, don't know anything about policies and procedures or JCO, and they pay them $12 an hour, and and they're responsible for the lives of people. You know no, I mean? no, no kidding. That makes me, it, it sickens me when I think about it, when I went from building a lot electronic control panels to working in this whatever, 10 whatever years ago, that's where they started me was at 12.50 an hour, and this is... This is about people could have lived or died based on my inability to, because I, I called 911 all the time. I worked, I was a graveyard supervisor, so I was in charge of a bunch of houses. I mean, these these people are doing stupid shit every day, all day long. They're smuggling dope in. Order, and even, even to keep, just to keep people safe and to fulfill the requirements of the state without defrauding the insurance industry, makes it not the greatest business to get into. Now, Outpay, and I think Warren learned this a long time ago. Remember, we did the episode with him. Warren had a multi-bed rehab facility, residential treatment in Malibu, long before the Malibu fame of rehab called Wavelength. And he just finally, mm-hmm. after like, I don't know, four or five years, just said, fuck this, I'm just going to do outpatient. Well, yeah, we, you know, we've got a lot of... Well, now we have quarantine, detox, you know, RTC, PHP, IOP, and OP. How many detox beds have you got? Twelve. Oh, that's a lot. You got a lot of staff then. He's not making any money either. I don't I don't think I don't think he's no, I don't think he's he's not raking money in, but then again, when he does, he's throwing it back out. I mean, we would have all been going to Laughlin to stay at Harrah's, um, it would have been 50 clients and uh, probably 30 staff going to the river on Sunday if everything weren't shut down right, right now. So, I mean, he would have popped everybody, put everybody in a hotel room for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and we'd have come back on Wednesday. And we have to take KDAX because therapists don't all have interstate whatever, but our, uh, our KDAC licensing is good in Arizona. So we'd have to go and do all the groups and keep track of all that stuff. So there would be some grouping, but there'd also be uh, jet skis and stuff. He likes to get people out. And I mean, when you told me he's like outside of the box, as far as thinking goes, it's just nuts. Some of the stuff he does, he doesn't have to spend that money. But, but how he learned it was trying to have an 18 bed facility in Malibu, which is what Evan and Jared and I have, right? And it's just impossible to, and then what's worse is everybody thinks you're rich and you're making all this money and you're barely just making payroll to, to live up to the Jayco standards. And I'm not crying, baby, you know, feel sorry for me, but yeah, that's how I owe the IRS. That's how. <laughs> that was a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's how that started. And by the way, guys, I, 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 uh, 
So I don't get the $1,200. Let's get back to the original point, which is Mike Mark is going to be rolling in teenage millionaire oh, money. Yeah, like yeah. $1,200 bucks is really going to get me over the top, man. Dude, I'm I in did, debt to the IRS, too. I, I did get that call from Sasha where he goes, I just got that check, and my life is better than it's ever been. He is so... He is... It seems like such a non-stimulus type of check. But but for him, like... Like, Does he even... How old is he now? 21? He's 21? He's 24. So it's like, you know, I'm sure he went and bought some, like, LED lights for the inside of his car, and... Does he realize that if you're a, does, do, do they realize though that if you're a family or that that um or, or if you you that's like three trips to the grocery store and you're done yeah, twelve hundred yeah. bucks. It's crazy. It's crazy. They don't even realize I, what the fucking I, common man noticed, has to pay for groceries and gas. Let's talk about the grocery store. Have you noticed going to the grocery store is like twice as much as it used to be even five years ago? <laughs> we don't we don't notice when you're just getting what you get. But like cheese, for example, I love string cheese. We go through like ungodly amounts of string cheese. It, I bought it last night. It was $9.99 for like the big pack of plain wrapped cheese. It used to but, be like $6.99. Are you going to Sam's? No, I go to Vaughn's. Ha- See, that's the thing. There's some stuff like the, exactly what you're talking about. We all eat the string cheese including bugs so it's like we go get the giant ones that are like three times the size of the regular store ones for nine bucks and and then i take some to work and share it and it, then it makes sense but I, you're right man when i go to like albertson's we go to, like 300 260 bucks last night and yeah I remember, never i remember never getting over two hundred dollars worth of groceries in my life and that and that includes when i was rolling and it just like Everything is so expensive, yet wages are flat. They don't go up. They don't go up. No, and, and, and <laughs> milk. Okay, so I'm going to do something with you guys because you guys don't have babies like I do. How much is a carton of good um, brain three, you know, uh, uh, organic milk? How much is a carton of milk? Well, a gallon? No, a half gallon, the little square one. Oh, I don't know. Organic $5. milk? $5.99. Whoa. For a fucking carton of milk. Yeah. If That's you wow. don't want steroids and antibiotics in your Well, milk. you know what I get is that Altadena for the kids, Bob. That Altadena hasn't had antibiotics and stuff in it for a long time. And it's, um, it's like a little more expensive, but it's not as expensive as the super organic. Yeah, none of that Altadena is none of it's been treated with uh, RSTBs, you know, or anything. You know, the other thing is, how do I know by paying at two dollars a half gallon more for milk that it really doesn't have antibiotics in it? You don't test your milk. Yeah, You don't you don't test your milk when you get it home. All I all I know is kids. You know, since the milk controversy, let's talk a little bit about conspiracies because i i don't think there's as many conspiracies as people think if you just use cognitive thinking you can figure it out right so so i do believe something was in the food because girls were having their periods when they're 11 years old what else explains that i swear to god i think i think it went even younger i think it went even younger than that nine years the maturation process was totally sped up in the food that's causing that that's not a conspiracy it doesn't mean 
you know, Donald Trump is conspiring to make young girls no, have no. earlier. It just means that well, we he have might. a system. Oh, stop. <laughs> Obama, Obama wants to have that period earlier. You know, but they did want the cows. They did want the cows to grow bigger, quicker, and they do want the cows to not get sick. So they pump them full of antibiotics and of steroids, and they've been doing that under the radar for a long time. And what, and what so will the long? Do you think that it just it's not? I mean, I'm not a biologist or a, or a you know an ed, uh, an educated person. Just makes sense that something anomalistic, something abnormal started happening with with young girls and puberty, and we had started using these chemicals in our food. There's just there's got to be a correlation between it. What else explains it? Global warming, <laughs> like you know what I mean. But there's things that just are direct correlation. If you buy food that is not treated with all this stuff, then you have to pay that larger price, which is Trader Joe's and Pavilions and Vons. But if you go to Food for Less, people that don't have any money, they're all buying that. And that that's the well, bad that's stuff. Me. That's you, Mike. We're the people that don't have any money. I, I go to the 99 cent store to get a lot of stuff because it's... Yeah, well, me too. You know. You know, so, I didn't. So they have our favorite bars, the Kellogg's breakfast bars. You can buy a case of it for like four ninety nine because it's going to expire. I know because I was there a couple of days ago. It's going to expire by May twentieth. You know, so we got six weeks to eat a hundred bars. You can do it. You can do it. You got a young man in the house. We got four people. Right. Four people twice a day. We can eat a hundred of them. That's that's a that's a good goal. You know, it's funny because I didn't realize I thought I was the only person in the living as check to check as we do until I saw how excited people got about having like twelve hundred dollars. The idea of getting the idea of getting twelve hundred dollars just really changed a lot of people's worlds. And I mean, not because it's a big amount of money, but it's extra money that no one counted on if you're working. I know it's all about the bonus with Americans. It's all about getting something for free or the bonus. I'll give you an example. If you promote somebody who's doing good, like a tech that's really excellent, doing excellent work, really gets along good with the clients, blah, blah, blah. You promote them to program manager of which he's going to get $5 an hour more, right? Which is $200 a week, which is $800 a month more. They're excited for about a week. <laughs> right. Then they're like, Oh, this is a lot of work, or this is, you know, I this is a bummer, or people don't like me anymore. I don't know if I like this position. They forget that they're making eight hundred dollars a month more. But give them eight hundred bucks and go, oh, you're the greatest guy in the world. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> the ninety nine cent store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's, what Trump is doing, and Trump's gonna have his name on the checks, Mike. I want you to take a picture of your check. Maybe you'll get one too, Chuck. Are you going to well, get one? Well, did you read, Bob? Did you read you that employed people or unemployed people get them? I thought Wait. only unemployed people got them. No, did anybody you... who makes less than a hundred, anybody that filed for less than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in two thousand eighteen. Oh, that would have been me, but I haven't filed. <laughs> no, I think it was. I think it was seventy five thousand, Chuck. If you made over $75,000, you're not getting it. Maybe it's 150 for my house then. And uh, some kind of combined, like combined. Like if you're, in other words, if you and your wife combined to over $75,000, then you don't get it. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, so I, I just figure, I know Elijah, my son is waiting for his check. 
Sasha Chuck's son got his check and spent it on LED light. I'm sure. <laughs> Something like that. As I, I figured, I go, oh, man, life can't get any better. I'm sober. I got a girlfriend. And I just got twelve hundred bucks, and I'm like, yeah, you know what, dude, dig it. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna rain no, on this parade. You're rain on that parade. I started to lecturealize it because uh, I said, I said, you know, don't, you know, don't just blow that money. And then I thought, I'm, I'm wrong. Fuck it, just blow it. Just fucking go. <laughs> Do you know how many fucking like people that are trying to stop dope and maybe have a few days sober or they have a month or they have 30 days or 60 days? Do you know how many fucking people are going to go out and buy a big ball of heroin or a big fucking thing of fentanyl or whatever? With that uh, no, I've, you know, I've had clients already get theirs they're, they're because they, they had them direct deposited. So they know that they've already gotten their checks. Uh, you know, what, what's happened is, is there's been this idea that now I can pay my, I can pay for my flight home and I can decide when I'm done with treatment, which was why today was just like one of those long, I've got to, flights are cheap. Have flights just plummeted? Flights flights are cheap. Um, people are scared to fly and these people aren't scared. They take a 50, 50 roll of the dice every time they get loaded. So I've been having that talk all, it seems like all day long for a few days about, um, you know, I'm not worried about the virus. I'm worried about you for the rest of your life. And I'm worried about the 50-50 gamble you take every time you get high. I'm worried about you having a life worth living when you leave here. I, I, I don't make a dollar more if you stay here for 65 days or 90 days. It really it doesn't affect me that way. Yeah, I wish, let's get back to the economics of rehab. I wish clients would understand, like, listen, when you're an OP, we're losing money by feeding Oh, my God. You. We're it, losing money by feeding you. So it's an example to us that we're in this for the right reasons. No one, here's the thing. No one's opening up OP treatment. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we right. only want OP clients that you get paid $800 a week on. And you have to house and feed them, right? Right. Why do I'm, clients not just use their brain? I'm telling you, there's frontal lobe development problems in America. The people aren't thinking enough. Well, that's right. what that that that's been the thing, and this is what I mean. You know how much fun that is to discuss money with the client when all you're trying to do is to get them <laughs> oh, to stay God. put. So it's like I I always because we've got admissions people, we've got aftercare coordinators, we've got discharge planning people. So whenever I'm doing this, I just hate it. I cringe and I go, listen, we already made all the money we're going to make on you through detox, RTC and PHP. You've been a lost leader for the last 30 days and we're going to be you're, we're going to be hemorrhaging money with how much you eat for the next you know what I mean? It's like, I really, it's not about money now. It's about you because there haven't been meetings for you to go to. It's about you getting comfortable on a Zoom meeting or building a uh, sober support system with your with your peers here, getting comfortable talking about cravings and that sort of thing. Like let's we used to do. It with, the, let's talk about the Zoom meetings. Like, are kids really liking them? Some do because it's the way they've grown up. They've grown up. They're used to that thing. They know how to mute themselves. Um, I, I've done a couple, like my beach meeting, my home group has one, and I'm not going to do it again. It was just too stupid because the the good meeting, the, that meeting is fun for me because of crosstalk and because of uh, side comments. 
And you can't do that when you're on mute. <laughs> so, but are people, I've heard people are like showing up like with no shirts on, guys have no shirts on and a lot of, I don't know. Here's the thing about Zoom meetings. I've been to two. One, I left right away because I just couldn't stand listening to people's voices. But, but the other one, it was just not the same. It's not the same as being in a room with people. And, and what I'm hearing from young people is they love it. It's amazing. It, you know, there's two types of young people. There's people who are really young and then people who like to think they're young. Right. I've never heard from a mature adult person that they really liked the Zoom meetings. I've heard 40 year olds who still want to act like they're 28 that they like the meetings. And I've heard from a lot of 24, 26, 28 year olds that they really like it. And I think that's something wrong with that. I think they like it because they're not being held accountable. They're not having to be human one on one. They're just it's a it's another version of Facebook. Right. They, well, they don't have to show up early and stay late. They don't have to talk to people. They, yeah, there's... that's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. They don't have yeah. to be human. Right. Like I, went to, I went and spoke at a meeting on Monday a couple Mondays ago before the shutdown, like the Monday before the shutdown. And, you know, I knew when I was going there, I'm going to see a lot of people that I don't regularly see. Some I'm going to like seeing, some I'm going to, you know, think, oh, my God, I forgot about him. And then that. And it's always the people you like seeing never talk to you, right? If you like <laughs> meeting, right? So there's like 50 people there, right? There was some, a couple people I knew would be there who I really like and admire, and they just said hello to me and walked away. Then people that I don't really like, then they want to talk to you like for crazy about their, you know, their dog had a kidney infection. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That is got kidney infection. I know there's a lot of people at home don't want to know what that means. It means your dog loses control of their poop and pee in the house. Woo. That's what I was talking about you five minutes poop. before I spoke. Mm, God. <laughs> dog All right. He lost control of his. Uh, yeah, Pooping. I go. I, I had a dog like that. It seems like you need to bring it to a vet and get it taken care of. End of you conversation. Put, put, put to sleep. You mean the dog needs to go to Puppy Lake? Yeah, puppies might have to go to, <laughs> get to the place Kurt Cobain sang about. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to Puppy Lake. Got to put the puppy in what the bucket. A, a fire, a fire. What is the song? It's a meat puppet song. Lake right? of Fire. The Lake of. Where the bad folks go and they die. Yeah, he needed the puppy needed to go see an illustrated book about birds. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> My mom had one of those dogs. It was a German Shepherd, right? And so did actually a good friend of mine. It is hard to say goodbye to a dog you've had your whole life, but but my mom had this dog, the German Shepherd. Years before, like eight years before, it had the German Shepherd hip thing, and it couldn't get up. Right. Mm -hmm. And you got to lift it up and you can see it walking that it's in so much pain. Then it was getting pain meds, pain meds with the broken, you know, the hips that don't work anymore. that German Shepherd's got. Then it got this kidney, you know, incontinent, peeing and pooping. It would just be laying there and just start pooping. And then if you didn't notice the smell because it wasn't eating much and there's a little tiny bit of poop and it's just laying in its own poop. And my mom just kept kept the dog alive at all costs you know what i mean 
it's, it's the same thing we do with people. Yeah, and it, but it's 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 sad. I get it, man. Dogs so are anyways, better people than people are. I go are. to this meeting, and it's like the people I like that are there. Like one of them talked to me because I met him for dinner before, but and then another one that I thought might be there was there, and we talked. And then two guys I really liked that I knew would be there. We didn't talk at all. And then a bunch of people that I didn't know would be there, but I know from Hollywood AA for 25 years, then they were there and they were talking about all kinds of things, girlfriends, where they moved to, dogs that are incontinent. And so that going there and learning how to tolerate and learning how to be a human being with all of this stuff and all these feelings, right? Um, that's what AA is. It's to learn how to tolerate and be a human being. And there's no way that Zoom meetings can provide that. No way. Yeah, you, yeah. Have, to leave, you have to leave the suit up and show up thing out of the equation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you don't even have to fucking say. suit up, apparently. <laughs> you don't even have to suit up. I heard people are like, just doing like that. <laughs> that, man. <laughs> That's part yeah. of the deal, man. You got to suit up and show up, you know. So it'll get back. It'll it'll get back. Those, that, you know, some Mike, some people are telling me that it's never going to go back. That these meetings are better. It's way more. Oh God, you know, <laughs> good. some people good. prefer staying at home. I I think that some people really like having a, a microphone while everyone else is muted and they can say whatever they want. And people have to listen. I think I think some of those people just like a captive audience. People don't have to see if I'm waiting for my time to share. I've got to wait till you're done. People don't have to listen to this. They choose to put this on for what reason. I don't know. I was a rebel. Because you're your lovely person, Chuck. You are a lovely person, Chuck. And I'm Uh less than lovely. And Mike's right in the middle. Hmm. But but I'll tell you what. So I got into this thing because. Because Gloria Scott got obsessed with, that was my sponsor to help me so much. She was obsessed with, first when I first met her in the early 90s, she was obsessed with this little child within, like, fuck that whole philosophy, healing the child within, right? So that was her first obsession, that AA was being poisoned by the child within, right? And I didn't even know what she's talking about. I'm, like, still doing dope two days, being sober one day for, like, couple of years there well didn't she and, have it out for some psychologist that said yeah, that or something? Some Bradshaw, his name was she hated him <laughs> and then when he relapsed she really relished in that yeah. <laughs> there's your fucking child within right <laughs> yeah there's your child within Started go, drinking go fucking again. talk to your child so, <laughs> so so that was the first thing but later right before she died like in 2000 she was obsessed with how people didn't share their experience strength and hope they just gave their opinions and they're right. So, so I, you know, I was a devotee of her. Like, uh, you know, some might say you're a devotee of Jack's Chuck. I'm not saying that. Some people might. Say that. <laughs> 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 hey, know, so, Chuck, Chuck, you know when Jack comes up with a good kind of idea, but it's all wrapped in Jackism, so you, you can't get to them. But the meat and potatoes of what he says is true and right. And you get behind that idea? Yeah. Okay, that's how it was about this share your experience, strength, and hope. Right? And and, and I'm behind that. Believe it or not, you're one of those people I listen to, too. And I've been listening to Mike. I've got more than one mentor, but go ahead. Wow, that's frightening. Don't listen to half of what I say, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) At least half of it is not well thought out. But... 
it's from the heart though (laughs) it's from the heart though it's from the heart but so so i started doing this thing in silver lake aa that people were very very offended by so whenever they were giving what i perceived to be an opinion i would cover my ears physically in the room so that everyone could see (laughs) (laughs) oh jesus I only did it for like three weeks because it got to be a bit much. It almost came to punches a few times after the meeting. Because one guy comes up to me and goes, what the fuck is that, Bob? What were you doing in there? And I go, you know, AA is not a place for people's opinions. It's for them to share their experience, strength, and hope. And you were giving an opinion, so I just didn't want to hear it, so I blocked my ears. The guy himself the guy himself <laughs> came up to you and said that? Yes, the guy himself. He was a speaker at Tropical. It got exhausting because I was covering my ears half the time. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you got tired of holding your hands up. <laughs> oh, it was exhausting. I, you know, you got hold of my ears, and then you got to check and see if what they're talking about is, has any re- reality base. So I just wonder, in in the digital AA, maybe you can just mute the person who's just talking about their opinion of things. Well, you know, it's easier to avoid them. It's easier to not. It's, But I don't think it's... Yeah, can't you, I, walk, I, can't you walk off to the kitchen and like get a glass of milk or a cop coffee? You, you sure like can. That? While you, some guys just rattling on about some stupid crap, you just go and get some, you know, make yourself a sandwich or something, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a big deal. It's it's just shoots an empty chair, and there's a million reasons people get up anyhow. Then they see you in your underwear, though. <laughs> Wait, I used to have a meeting in my backyard that grew to be like fifty guys every Thursday night or Tuesday night. It was just it was really a pain in the ass. Started out as like six guys and then it grew to 50. But there was one particular friend of me and Mike's and I'm not going to name their, name them, but they were, had become very religious, like mm. crazy religious, but sober. Right. So every time it came, that guy's turn to share, like literally 12 guys would get up and walk inside the house. Like they had to go to the bathroom. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, I, but Something about that is AA. And you know what? About it that is AA that can't happen in a digital space. That's civil disobedience, and I like it. I I do like the idea of, you know, but I also wouldn't continue going to a meeting or I would say, hey, this isn't. Yeah, it's perfectly okay to just say outright, like, this is not a place for you to share your religious beliefs. I'm sorry. Yeah, but they even when you say that, Mike, they still have the right to share their religious beliefs. I don't know. Great about AA. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't continue going to a meeting like that. But then again, you started. It was one guy. Ah. But but here's the thing, and you know who my friends are. So everybody with the strong personality. I'm not going to name names, but a certain drummer and a certain band that Bob forces the singer of. He thought (laughs) I'm going to straighten this motherfucker out. I'm going to take him aside and talk to him and say enough is enough with that stuff. And apparently that didn't go so well <laughs> because wow. the guy had a strong faith, strong faith. You understand mm. that unshakable faith in the blood of Jesus. Mm, so he probably won't get the COVID. Yeah, no, they're getting it now. You heard about that minister. Here's another thing about whether it's Republican or Democrat. 
a lot of the people rebelling, the churches that are rebelling and and having church church services or were initially, you know, three weeks ago, they were Democrats, right? So so media only lets you see a divisive point of view. I went and researched the oh yeah, that's died. true. They do, they do. The the minister who died now, Mike, you heard about a minister who defied yeah. the law and had his had his church and a bunch of people got infected and he got it and died. Have you heard about yes, that? Yes, yes, I have. That was, a, that was a Democrat. Yeah. But they didn't say that on the news. Not on, on MSNBC. They just say, this stupid person in the South who wouldn't adhere to the laws and rules of the smart people of Los Angeles and New York. <laughs> because it fits their narrative. You just assume that that's a dumbass Republican and dumb fuck South somewhere. And it's not. It was a Democrat in the dumb fuck South. I, 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 I got I, I Well, this thing about whether to reopen, it's going to reopen. Listen, and when it reopens, it ain't going to reopen with a bang. Are you going to any restaurants right away? Not me. Are you going to any concerts right away? Not me. So if, if, I hate to say it, if, if people less, I don't know how, what's a nice way of saying it? If people that are so confident they can't get a virus want to go to sit next to people infected with a virus, go ahead. You know, you know there, there's a there's a there's a guy in my band, and I don't like to say names because I'm so exhausted. Have your politically minded friends gotten even more insane these last couple weeks, Bob? Because mine have. Up. They're fucking locked I, up. I'm I'm fucking I'm so over because it seems like it's not even politics according to news; it's politics according to opinion, and I can't keep up, and my well, politic bone is more busted. Than that. More than that, like. You know, because we're such a divided people and we get our news from divided sources who like us to be divided. I'm also watching my friend Tim Ryan on Spectrum News right now. He's got a vegan restaurant that's opening up. Um, Anyways, so because it's so divided, common sense doesn't, you know, there is some blame to the Obama administration about 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 pandemic uh, preparation. There is. But and there's some blame on the Trump administration for being so, you know, kind of non-responsive in January. Why does it matter? Why does it matter who's to blame? Why does why do people get so angry about who's to blame for it rather than okay, we've got a problem, let's solve it. We can because- solve it. Yeah, we can cast blame and throw stones after the fact. Let's get through this. Let's figure it out, and let's try and keep it from happening on this level again. There's just be- political correctness that both sides are adhering to, yeah. it's and too, it- that is who this virus affects most. It affects me. I have very bad liver. I was told I'm going to need a liver transplant to live out my natural life. That's it. You know when you go to a doctor and they talk, talk all that doctor speak, Chuck? Yeah. It's not good, because you don't realize what they said until like four days later. Well, I think that's why they do it, so you don't throw up in their office, so you don't cry and break down. They go, wait a second, he said I'm going to die. And he said, he said, he said uh, so you, I said, so what does this mean? Because there's a scale of liver, and I'm 19 on 25, and 25 is the worst, right? And so he says, well, it might most likely mean that you're not going to live out your natural life without a liver transplant. 
And I said, okay, that, but that just sounded so nice, like natural life. I'm going to live my natural life. Uh, and then I got home and I was like, oh, I know what he's talking about. The average male lives 74 years. I'm not going to live 74 years unless I get a liver. Oh, shit. Why didn't he? And then I thought, I thought this. Listen, then I thought this. Why didn't that motherfucker just say that? <laughs> well, it's a good thing you got kids to harvest from. Well, that this happened before, before, well, it's been going, here's another thing about this kind of information that you get. In 1994, right after Kurt Cobain died, I was told that I wouldn't live two years if I continued using. I continued using for two and a half more years. I am now 23 years after that. And that woman's probably dead, don't you think? She was like in her 60s. I would hope so. The woman so. told me I wasn't going to live two more years trying to scare me straight to get off drugs or whatever. The woman who told me I wouldn't live two more years if I continued living the way I lived. I continued living that way. I lived. And now I've lived 23 years after that. And she was in her early 60s. So she'd have to be like 89 right now. Yeah, maybe she's still alive. But the fact is, you know, trying to scare drug addicts straight, you know, that, it's never going to work. I was like, oh, my, because I remember walking out of there going, oh, my God, I've got two years left to live. I need a speedball right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I still so relate to that. I, and I was back at Sophie's house in Richmond, and, and she's like, what happened? I go, well, that woman's full of shit. I need some <laughs> coke and some heroin right now. That's what she told me. <laughs> to get over yeah. the get over the hump. Yeah, I need to get before I can even process this. I need some coke and some heroin. Yeah. So, so doctors, please don't try to scare drug addicts state straight. It only makes it worse. Oh yeah, it just it, it because there's no they're not going well. Then I'd better knock this on the head. They're going fuck if I'm dying anyhow. Yeah, what's the difference between exactly. t- two years miserable or six months loaded? But to me, it's so, the same thing. So fast forward to when I'm sober, when I get real information, the guy's not trying to scare me. Right through the years of thinking about it, I thought, well, I'm going to make it to 75 just to show this motherfucker. I'll make it to 75. That's 16 more years. I can make it without a liver. Right? But then this coronavirus comes along, and I'm like, holy shit. I, with my liver and coronavirus, I don't know if I'll make it out. So I got the flu. In that weird way that everybody talks about, except for I didn't get the can't taste and can't smell, right? So I had the flu for like four or five days. And it wasn't bad. It was just like a flu. This was like two weeks ago. I get the flu, and then I start convincing myself I had the coronavirus. So I go and get the swab test. I'm convinced I've gotten it. I'm clear of it. I now have just the liver transplant to worry about. Uh, and and the test comes back negative now watch this chuck everyone i've seen evan jared christy christy's parents ev sam elvis's stepdad kevin everybody's congratulating me on not having the coronavirus i'm like bitches i wanted to have it that meant yeah. I was aware of it. yeah what is wrong with you people i wanted the validation that i had it and that i survived it like a champ <laughs> yeah, like it was nothing. Shook that shit off my back like nothing. 
Yeah. So I think there's something that people are sort of forgetting to take into factor with is that they need time. The longer that you wait to expose yourself to this, the more time these doctors who are very smart are going to have time to try things, you know, say, you know what? Respirators don't work because 20% of the people only live. 80% of them die. So the respirator maybe is not the yeah, deal. But that's only in it. That's only in New York city. There's, there's so many, what I have been noticing, there's so many non rules. You'll hear about a general rule, but then it's only with in certain regions people. And then if you watch the news today, there was a bunch of people taking off respirators in, in um, Queens yesterday. And they started playing that, that Alicia Key song in New York, da, na, 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 na. you know that song? Yeah. I like, I like Jay Z and Alicia Keys. Yeah, what is it called? I thought it was Jay Z and Alicia Keys. Yeah, it's such a good song. Anyways, they were playing it through the hospitals because so many people had come, have come had come off respirators. So who knows what the rules, what the facts are? We're not going to know. I know some people that have had it taken that um, malaria medicine and, and, and been fine two days later. Then I know other people that have taken it and just got worse and worse and ended up hospitalized. So there are no factual, absolute rules right now. So, um, so but is, what I want to talk about is the mental torment of being with your family 24 hours a day. <laughs> right, so, right, right. So, so, Mike, you only have one of your kids at your house? Uh, they come like they come in uh, waves. <laughs> so Sophia's been here most of the week. We're recording. You know what I, we're no recording. Nausea comes in waves. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're Sophia and I are here. She got bored with being with everybody, so she's here. You know, like yeah, during the week, people, and and then the other ones come on the weekend. But Sophia and I are recording one. Of, we're taking advantage of this time. We're recording one of the songs that she wrote. And uh, I'm playing That's music cool. to it, and I'm arranging it and stuff. And she's like, she's writing great songs, man. She's only 16 years old, and she's writing great songs. That's so. great. Cool. Well, she's got it in her genes, but but so two is fine. And what we've started to accommodate now, Sid is out of control. She's in that three, four range where everything is no, and she does everything her way, and she's got to do it, and da da da. Like, yeah, I've always said, they say it's terrible twos. It's actually mid threes that's horrible. That just doesn't rhyme with something. Mid, mid three year olds <laughs> are terrible. Yeah, yeah, but that stops at about 35. <laughs> the mid three madness. The mid three madness. <laughs> mid three madness. Mike Martin. Madness. Mike Mark coining <laughs> phrases. I've never seen, I've never seen poorly behaving two year olds, but that. That terrible twos. Bullshit. No, they're, those I are think, the terrific twos because they I start. Think, I think terrible twos was invented by our parents who were too drunk to realize we were three. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm telling you. So Sid's going through that. So that's like two human beings in one. Then you got me. I'm not the easiest to get along with. Chrissy's the peacemaker, but even she's losing her shit lately. And then Elvis, you know, comes. Four days a week here and three days a week at his mom's or, or four days because I tried to do school here and I was failing. So everybody decided better if he stay at his mom's for school. Because so you couldn't I get him on to the thing and get no, him. No, I just I, I rebel. For, here's, here's my go to thing. 
They already said they're not going to be tested and everyone's going to go on to the next grade. So what the fuck are we really talking about here, people? You can't follow the damn program, can you? You know what? Wasn't it just like a month ago you were talking about I'm going to homeschool my kids because this school sucks? Oh, yeah, that, that's off. That's off. You know, but I, I, I did... I did hear an interesting argument about that, about how, you know, learning how to prepare a small meal, um, learning how to do the laundry, learning how to take care of the yard. That's all education. All too. That stuff. He knows how to do all that stuff. It's getting on. Here's what an average morning goes to. He insists. So so they say that there's a class assembly at 8 a.m. It's not really. It's a tape thing by the principal. She tapes it at night because you can look out her window and see that it's not morning time, right? (laughs) Something lies to the children and it gets released at 8 a.m. It's on on Vimeo, right? Okay. Elvis is such a perfectionist or whatever you want. He calls it OCD. I say he's a perfectionist. He has to be watching that at 8 a.m. I go, Elvis, we can watch it at 10 p.m. Doesn't fucking matter. But yeah. <laughs> he just wants to do it right. I Poor kid. His, dad, to... and his dad is fighting against it so much doing the right thing. So once I realized it was taped, I was like, fuck this. We don't even need to watch it. But he has to be live in the classroom at 8.30, right? And I didn't want, because I'm known as the old weird dad who, you know, <laughs> I didn't want... I didn't I want why. my kid to not be prepared and up in the morning or whatever. So I made him put on his shirt and sit upright on the couch and, you know, like, like that everyone, like all the parents are watching how responsible the weird old guy with the hat is. So, <laughs> so well, I, they're I, judging all right. <laughs> so, no, wait till you hear. So then I'm watching over the corner of my eye. All these fucking kids in bed on their cell phones. Their parents are nowhere to be found. I'm like, what the fuck's up with the perfect parents? Their kids are in their pajamas. Wait, I did shit right. How come I'm not getting credit? They're showing up for the meeting with no shirt on. (laughs) So then then they go through the class. I love his teacher. I wrote her an email how fabulous I think she is. She, She lets them... Because can you imagine 22 kids on their speakers on, right? All talking, blah, 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 chaos. So then she does the same thing every morning. says, okay, everybody, let's pay attention. And tries to get them to do it. And she says, well, I guess you're not going to be able to do that today. So I'm going to mute you all. And she just goes around and mutes every student. But she's so kind about it. She doesn't scold them, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, once the mute thing is on, I'm just, I'm done. Like, until they click on me, I would just check out. <laughs> Elvis paying such strict attention. I was like, Elvis, you don't really have to watch it right now until she picks on you. He's like, he looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you, father? <laughs> father, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I tell him it'd be easier to make a list of what's right. Whenever I, whenever, <laughs> I <know. laughs> whenever as, anyone asks me what's wrong with you, I go, you know, that's not fair. We don't have time for that. So yeah. then he goes. So then she, she does the classroom the first uh, whatever half hour hour or whatever it is. Then she says, "Okay, I'm going to unmute you all so you can talk to each other." And just chaos erupts. Right? Elvis is screaming at his friend Van. 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 Um, and I said, Elvis, you can just you can just text him. 
like just email him. You don't, you're never going to get a hold of him through all this chaos. So then Elvis gets off and I go, okay, well that's over. So then I just want to go back to watching TV and doing nothing. And he goes, what's over? And I go, well, we fucking did it. We fucking did it. <laughs> we did, yeah, we were there and we did the, the classroom thing. We're done. He goes, dad, there's been no school yet. I go, well, yeah, but that shit you can do way later or you don't really even have to do it at all. So, so oh no no no! no. <laughs> this got me in trouble. So Elvis has to be at his mom's house for school time. Dad said I don't have to do school. <laughs> <laughs> no, he most kids wouldn't. Most kids welcome that. Yeah, yeah, I know, but but Chuck's Chuck's adult kids would have welcomed that. Oh Love yeah, would absolutely. Chuck would want to do it. How many of your kids would just be like, "You're insane, Dad! I have to do my homework." Not, not, not mine. But you know what? Bug just likes the interaction with kids. Anyhow, he's not a big fan of the school, and he, he's honest. You know, he's not good at it. He really doesn't get a lot of it. But um, I, I, I've, I've been of the school that you know what? I already did school. I don't want to do it again. I, I, I wasn't a fan of elementary school. I don't, I don't want to do it again. I don't want to. I don't want to do the homework. I don't want to do the the stuff. I don't want to do any of it. I'm just a grumpy. I'm a grumpy old man when it comes to that stuff. How much? How how many of your kids love the schoolwork, Mike? Uh, they they dig it, man. They're like, yeah, okay, an hour of school a day, and then I just go back to my whatever an else. Hour. I was doing. It's more than an hour. Well, Sophia is in I, high school, so she's gonna have when she goes back, she's gonna have to do four hours a day. But um, the other ones are only doing in one class a day. So guess what I heard from this educator that lives on my block? They're making it so complicated, right? With the three different, you have to be on Vimeo, you have to be on 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 Zoom Classroom, and you have to be on Google Classroom. They're making it so complicated because the the school districts and the powers that be are scared that this could be made permanent if parents like it too much. Uh. There's no way parents are going to like their kids home all day. No, so schools will win out. They don't have to make this all complicated. You could have half the school done online and just go to school for like four hours a day. Well, no, I, yeah, I don't think there's any big fear of us begging to have our kids stay at home all day. I mean, just the idea that um, how could anybody work or get anything really done? We're not in a, a one parent working situation. Right. That's uh, I didn't think of that, but no, but but still, grandparents like Chrissy's mom's been helping a lot. There, you know. The other thing is, if we're kind of a semi-contained thing, do we have to wear the masks? So Chrissy's mom and dad never leave anywhere, never go anywhere, and never see anybody except for us and Chrissy's brother and daughter, right? So we're an eight unit containment right why do we have to wear masks when we're around each other the whole where, thing do, is, where does the brother go when he's not with grandma and grandpa that's he, the, like, he lives in downtown la and it's there you go that's why what? why what because he probably has contact with other people sometime throughout the day or touches things other people touch um that's that's the whole idea i don't to be honest i don't understand it because they're pushing cloth masks and i know cloth masks don't stop virus they're good for germs and they're good with sneezes like stopping sneezes and stuff but i you know i wish i understood more of it all i know is there are people angry that's that they have to wear them and there's people that are angry 
that other people aren't wearing them. And then there's people that are angry at people because they're wearing them in their cars. And that's just stupid. uh, Yeah. And the cars is just stupid, but I've gotten two of them and I, they fog up my glasses if I cover my nose. So then I pull my nose down. Then after I got the negative test, (laughs) so, so I got the negative test on coronavirus. Like they called me on Sunday night, like a, Three, Sunday afternoon, like three in the afternoon. So then I went to Target and I didn't have a mask on. You should have seen what those fucking people were looking at me like. Yeah. You know, like you I know, was the devil. And you know, I, was, I kept telling people, I just got tested with the swab test. I'm negative. And people were looking at me like, so what, bitch? Put your mask on. Yeah. If you, if you wash, you know, wash your uh, glasses with soap and water, it, it helps with them fogging up. And put them on the outside of your mask and pull the mask up really high. Uh, it helps. Oh, really? But yeah. The fuck? <laughs> These are the problems. Yeah, and, we pull, have. and pull your pants up really high too when you're wearing the mask, and that way it'll all make sense. <laughs> I, I just I've, I've had everything way up just to look really cool. Just pull everything way up from your socks all the way up. Uh, I, I'm there. I'll, I'll do it. You know, I mean, because like today I had to go in and see clients instead of doing the doxy thing. I actually went into two different houses. So that's what I did. I kept the distance and I and I I read somewhere about washing the, the lenses with soap and water. And it seemed to do a pretty good job. I was able to see because that's annoying to just have your glasses fogged up every time you breathe. Well, no, what's more annoying is I pull it down so my nose isn't a thing, and then people correct me, and I, I send some pictures on Instagram, and people are all like, cover your nose, Bob. I know you got a big nose, but you got to cover it. And you say, I got a giant dick, and I put pants on. Don't tell me what to do. I know <laughs> oh, how to cover man. big things. Hey, family show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about everything oh god i'm 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 i that's why i'm i'm looking i'm really looking forward to stepping out i'm hoping bug changes his mind and we step out into the tent tonight backyard camping and just getting away from it all right 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 but eventually you know i thought this thing might be something that was going to bring the country together it brought us together for about 11 days now it's back to the way that it was but but the good news is so far no like full-on pillage looting fire riots well that's because uh you know now here's an interesting thing and this is the last thing i'll say about the pandemic right ever well about (laughs) about about the controversy about the pandemic because i don't want to get in there and i'm on trump's side or i'm not on i'm I'm a fucking you know communist Uh, how can how can i constantly be labeled either a trumper or a communist how does it how do people perceive the same person as either a Trumper or a communist? They just throw whatever word they think is the most insulting is what they're throwing at you. Yeah, However, but they're <laughs> seeing something completely different. They're seeing me say, hey, Trump didn't invent the coronavirus. And then, then I get attacked as being a defender of Trump. Then if I say, you know, Trump's a fucking nutcase with all his narcissism and the bullshit that he says about himself all the time, it's sickening and vulgar. Then I'm a communist and I thought, why don't I leave this country if I don't like it? I can't win. I just say what I think. You know, I think Trump is a narcissistic asshole who's just so gross and vulgar. He reminds me of Kanye West. They're both the same person. It's all about them <laughs> all the time. No one else exists in the universe but Kanye and Donald Trump. 
And so I point that out, which has nothing to do with his policies or nothing to do with he's the greatest politician of my lifetime, for sure. Got elected with 40% of the population supporting him. That's a pretty good politician. But just as a person, he's so vulgar and gross, right? So I point that out. Not his politics. I'm not attacking his politics. I'm not attacking his, you know, people attack him for things they don't even know. How would he know to uh, order for a pandemic during the Obama administration? You, you understand? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. Like, so... So, and rather than just stick on the subject of how vulgar he is and that he personalizes everything and he makes it about him, right? That's sickening, but I'm not criticizing his, whatever, his, his other things that other people are thinking I'm criticizing. I get attacked by Trumpers that if I don't like it, why don't I fucking move to another country? Then if I say, you know, something, positive about him, like he didn't invent the coronavirus, then all the liberals from L.A. attacked me like, fucking Trumper Bob, you fucking rich rehab owner, fucker. Uh (laughs) Where did, why this, all this hatred towards me, who I'm, you know, I'm a pretty likable guy. If I don't give my opinion, everybody likes me. If I give my opinion of, of what's going on, that this doesn't make sense, you attacking him so much. Then I get vitriol back at me personally, a personal Wait, attack. And what's I'm giving my opinion of Trump in the positive and the negative, and I'm getting personally attacked. When did that become okay? You know, why can't they just unfollow you? If they don't like what you're saying or they dislike you that much, why do they have to engage at all? Well, that's that's that. part of the problem. I've said that several times, and somehow they like to hear what I have to say about recovery. So once again, everything is about the individual's narcissism. So I should just shut up, like unlike LeBron James. I mean, like LeBron James, just shut up and dribble. Shut up and do what you're supposed to do that I want you to do. Don't be a human being who has anything outside of what I want you to be and do. Do you understand? It's the same thing. It's a lack of acceptance. If you if you think about Trump, maybe in the big picture of things, preparing all of us for a new sort of narcissistic society uh, adapted to social media, all they do is take selfies, but, you know, acclimating us to a whole new society that is going to follow us yeah. after we are long I gone. Agree. I agree with that. And, uh, and I'm saying it ain't more better, better that's coming. I think worse is coming. I think there's way worse than Trump. Well, every hard. generation has thought there's worse coming. My father thought there was worse coming and his grandfather thought it. You know, and they were right. And they were right. Yeah, of course. It is getting worse. But at a certain point, wasn't it getting better? I, I always think. No. The late seventies, and people seem to love Reagan. That's because the cocaine was good in the seventies. <laughs> from the mid seventies to the early nineties was the greatest era. That you know, I just think it was a great era for America. I I, I do, even though I hated Ronald Reagan, and it certainly was pain and suffering over his policies with HIV and AIDS. But you know, if you look at that, there's no foreign wars. Right. From when the time we get out of Vietnam until the time we go into Iraq, there's not a a war. It's not a huge war machine. But come W, Obama, 
and now Trump, we've just, it's war all the time. It really is. And people, and I never thought I'd see a time where Democrats are the biggest hawks and the most pro-war. It's crazy. It's a crazy flip-flopping of, of, of and, and, de- and Republicans want to spend as much money as possible and run up the debt. It's like the exact opposite. Of what <laughs> that is, what, that what is the, odd. What the parties represented in the 80s, it's the exact opposite now. Democrats are pro-war and Republicans are pro-deficit spending. So <laughs> none of it doesn't mean anything to be a Democrat or, or to be a Republican. It just means you're in this tribe or that tribe. And then you demonize each other back and forth. Hmm. All right. Well, well hey. We're surviving. We've got, uh, let's make a prediction. I thought we'd make a prediction right here. I believe California will be open for business full on May 24th. That's good. I like it. What days, what days do you guys got? Are you going to go into June, Chuck? We've got a show June 12th, so I want it to be by June 10th for sure. Oh, concerts, no. Not concerts, though. Oh, just, just restaurants one. and people. Who's playing June 12th? Uh, Smut Peddlers. Oh, I don't think you're going to make that gig. Do you think the SoCal Hoedown will happen in August, end of August? I think concerts will happen in, in July and August and September and October, but I don't know how well attended they will be. Oh. People are going to be afraid still to go to and crowd well, in with people. Remember nine eleven? Like after nine eleven, people didn't go to concerts for like six months. If people do go to these concerts and and there isn't a widespread outbreak and you don't have what's going on now, I think you know within six months people will kind of forget about it. Well, let's say goodbye, and let's say don't spend that package on, uh, don't spend that $1,200 on dope, you know. No? Spend it on a buy vacation. Ca- buy, ca- buy ca- Coachella tickets. You get two Coachella uh, tickets for that. Yeah. They're, they're super cheap now. <laughs> uh, is There's, everybody still playing Coachella? Have they announced the lineup? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I love that kid Frank Ocean. I hope he's playing. He's got a great feel, and he's a great artist, and he's not a brand. He's just Frank Ocean. Right? Right on. All right. Well, now some of uh, our older recovery fans here on Don't Die Podcast are going to go look up Frank Ocean and go, what the hell is Bob talking about? This isn't music. All right. We'll see you later. later. Talk to you later. Have a good night. Bye. 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 Hey, this is Bob, and you can get a hold of Aloe Treatment Centers at 888-595-0235. That's Aloe Treatment Centers in Malibu and Silver Lake, 888-595-0235. Tell them Bob told you to call.